Deep within a bleak and dismal era, hidden within the murky internet, lies the headquarters of the most sinister peaks of all time, a legion on Zoom. Welcome everybody, this is the Legion on Zoom episode two. Yes. Uh, if on episode one you just happen to hear that we go by the hobby shop, that's been officially um, totally, what's the term? Redconned. Redconned, exactly. And that means that it's gone. We don't go by that anymore. Don't ask any questions. There was a huge event. People died. It was crazy. We are now the Legion on Zoom. That's right. And I, <laughs> and I am Chex Thor. <laughs> and I am Miguel, but also go by Miguestro, right? I'm Rod, the resident DC fanboy, and I go by Rod Zaro. And this all, all will make sense when everybody sees the logo and they'll see the fantastic art created by our resident DC fan, Rod. Yeah, we are slowly and carefully, slightly kind of getting our shit together. It's going to take some time, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Technically, though, technically, though, by for the listeners probably right now, you don't even know that you probably are. By the time you're hearing this, you already saw everything's nicely polished. And, and Facts. Right, but, Facts. But, Facts. But sweat and blood has gone into this. By the time you guys see this, it's probably already on a billboard somewhere. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so how's everybody been? We're doing all right. I think I'm doing okay. It's getting hotter over here, but good. Looking forward to talking comics with all you guys. You find gents. Yeah, facts. Same here. It's getting kind of hot at CW because I don't know what they're going to do with that Batwoman show. Ruby Rose is officially out after one season. She's gone. I'm glad you bring that up. I think this is a good way. Let's start. Let's discuss this with recent news and something as big, right, as the tit, you know, the, the, the title character just leaving, just leaving the show. I mean, is it big? <laughs> All right, Rod, is it big? All right. So I don't follow the CW shows like I used to. I really only watch Black Lightning and the events. But I did want to see the first episode of Batwoman because I'm a huge Batman fan and I was very disappointed. Even with Ruby Rose in the lead, it still felt low budget and terrible, especially when compared to Black Lightning. Did anybody else see the first episode? Yeah, no, no, no. I saw I saw the first couple of episodes and I also because Ruby Rose's Batwoman was introduced in one of the events first, right? Like before actual show. And that's when I was like, damn like all right this could be potentially good this could be good but yeah i agree i saw the first few episodes trying to really get into it i liked ruby rose i thought she was cool as batwoman but ah no man like the just the show was not good chess did you see any of that i only saw the first commercial and i tapped out (laughs) the commercial yeah like (laughs) It seemed like a blatant cash grab. It seemed like they were struggling with what to fill, like, that Batman gap. It seems like just, like, every time they drop, like, a Gotham, you know, like, name drop, anyone, like, the Arrowverse and whatnot, people got super excited. So they thought, you know, like, to try and capitalize on that. And mind you, I'm not a sexist or anything. Editor's note. At this precise moment, both Rod and Miguel looked at each other very concerned for what Chess could possibly say next. So we would like to add that the thoughts and opinions expressed by Chess do not represent the entirety of the Legion on Zoom. That's all 100% Chess, and we apologize in advance for anything he might say today or in future episodes. I'm pro a female character as the lead, but make it work. Make it work. That show felt so lazy. It felt so lazy. Like, I appreciate the character of Batwoman, but I think the way they did it, it's kind of like they didn't do the character justice. Therefore, they kind of, like, disrespected the character. It had a lot of potential, but they fucked up. I feel like saying that you're not sexist makes you come off as very sexist. I just want to make that note. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. No, not mostly. Mostly damned if you do. <laughs> Although... Spoiler alert, so if you're not caught up, uh, cover your ears. They did introduce Tommy Elliott, who is wearing Bruce Wayne's face, and that was pulled from one of Paul Dini's uh, comics, uh, his run on Detective Comics, where he just had Tommy Elliott masquerading as Bruce Wayne. So we now officially have a Bruce Wayne in the CW-verse. So, you know, even with Ruby Rose's exit, that show might still be worth watching, based off of the fact that we we now have a Bruce 
sort of. Right. And and I thought and I thought that was crazy too because I stopped watching. I saw like I don't know maybe the first three tops four episodes maybe. And then I stopped, right? And then right at the end of the season, like I, I heard the news, like, oh shit, they introduced Hush, right? And then he's, be, you know, faking being Bruce Wayne. Like, that's so cool. Like, oh, I'm going to get into this. I'm going to watch it. And then right the week after, it's like, all right, Ruby Rose is out though. So it's like, God, like really? Like exactly. Like the only saving grace might be that potential of, of that leading to actually them using Batman the same way that they use Superman, right? And I love the Superman in the, in the Arrowverse, and I love that he's getting his own show with Lewis Lane. So that'll be cool. I also want to get your guys' thoughts on, though, like, because then the other issue, you know, which is like, all right, whatever, like, it, the season might have ended in a good note. Apparently got, I guess, sort of good reviews. But then, but the, have you guys heard about how then they're not recasting uh, uh, Batwoman? They're going to get, like, it's not going to be uh, Kane anymore. They're going to find a new person to take on the mantle of Batwoman. And I don't know about how I feel about that. I don't like that. I know how I feel. I don't like it. I think it makes sense. I, I think Ruby Rose, she was too much of a shining star for the CW verse. Yeah, I said it. Um, it was only a matter of time before she tapped out, I feel like. And I think for these long running franchises, you kind of want to get an unknown just to make sure they stick around. You don't want to get too much of a, of a movie star, which she is, you know, with John Wick and all that. But I prefer that they just go a different direction. I don't know. Actually, they could just cancel that show or, or just call it like Tommy Elliott or Hush or something. Just rebrand it. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I, I, I still think that there's some potential. Like I said, they just need some better casting. And I remember when I first heard about that whole thing about Hush, I was super excited. Hush might be one of the greatest story arcs in comic book history. And that Hush was trash. I was so disappointed when I saw that Hush costume. It looked like it was made by somebody that worked at Fisher Price. <laughs> I was very upset by that. It's like all the edges were like super rounded. Like it didn't look authentic. Like it looked so bad. But at least it was a live action Hush though. So it was okay. Like I think the show could be saved, but it's gonna take a big effort. I just it's it's sad, sad, it's sad. But it does make me want. So obviously, as everybody can hear, we're having some internet issues. <laughs> That's why, but we are the Legion on Zoom for a reason. <laughs> all right, now can everybody hear me, guys? Just making sure. Yes. Let's coordinate. We're all good. Okay. Now all this talk of Batman does make me want a new Batman game on the PS5. I don't know if you guys saw the new PS5. What do you guys think of the hardware? I thought it looked sexy as fuck. I'm like, I saw it. I love it. I'm like, I need it like right now. I'm like, I'm, I'm upset that they're t showing it now. I'm like, I want to I see it once I can get it. Like, what? Ah, I'm frustrated. I need it now. It's good. Really? Yeah, we're still like only six months off, right, from a reveal from like December and stuff. So it's not that much time, you know. Probably start pre-orders like in September. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want it now. I mean, yeah, but I'm not going to pre-order though. Like, I, I have this thing. I never go first batch. Never go first batch on a console release. Let all the people buy, like, all the glitched out ones, and then just I'll swoop in on that second or third batch and just have a nice working console. Word. No, I agree. I agree. I, I, I'm down. Also, like, I would, I would never. I, I don't remember when's the last time I bought a, a console right when it came out, other than, I don't know, like, when I was a kid and my parents got me the 64 or something, you know? But, like, for right now, though, obviously, like, with that, right, you're mentioning the Batman game, but they are coming out with the new Spider-Man game, Miles Morales, like, with PS5 as a debut. So, I'm like, I have to get it. Like, I have to. That word. And I saw that it might be an add-on story to the Spider-Man game, that it's not necessarily its own brand new game, which kind of makes sense given that Spider-Man just came out two years ago. Yeah, like, I've heard a couple of different things. Like, I've definitely heard that it's not a sequel. I've heard that it's, like, a standalone, but at the same time, I've also heard that it's a DLC. If that's a DLC, that'll be, like, a massive download. But either way, um, I'm actually still in the middle of the Spider-Man game. And the scenes with Miles in them, like, with no powers, they're pretty sick. I just finished playing the scene with, spoiler alert, um, where he, uh, you have to run away from the Rhino, which that is the best iteration of the Rhino I have ever seen in my entire life. But um, that scene was intense. I was like, I was kind of nervous playing that shit. It was pretty hardcore. 
Word. No, my God, that Insomniac Spider-Man game is, oh my God, it's the best Spider-Man game ever made. And it's like, I don't know, I would say one of the best games, period, out there. And exactly, and it has all these rich elements to it because it's not just you being Spider-Man, you're playing as Peter Parker, you're playing as Miles, you're playing as Mary Jane. Uh, and, and in cool ways too, like not just like lame uh, things to do. Uh, and I love that. So, but exactly, I've heard that too. Like that's strange that for the Miles game, exactly. Like, is it the sequel? Like, so is it the sequel or is it, or is it like just a, a downloadable content? Rick, either way, I'm happy. I'm, I want to play it. Uh, and I, I, I'm down for it to just being kind of like something in between because I do, like Rod said, like it just came out not that long ago. And so it'll be, it, I, I think they want to, I, I would want them to wait and like give us a proper, proper sequel with all the cliffhangers they had at the end of the, of the game uh, that we won't, like we don't want to spoil because Chess hasn't finished it yet. Right. And thanks for reminding me about the Mary Jane uh, playable portions. I completely forgot about that, but they had like a... We're experiencing some technical... All right. Is there any way that you can just like repeat everything you just said? Chess got the weak bandwidth, my guy. Get on that spectrum. Yeah, let's get spectrum. Should sponsor the show. Yeah. <laughs> nah, fam. Yes. I'm good, fam. I love spectrum. <laughs> no, I was just mentioning how I had forgotten about the Mary Jane playable portions, which are pretty cool. Usually when you get taken away from the main character, you're like, oh, I just want to be Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. But they actually made it pretty interesting. And the Miles portions. And personally, I love Miles Morales, one of the greatest creations of uh, Brian Michael Bendis in the Ultimate Universe. And he got interwoven into the 616 or just mainstream Marvel Universe. Um, I'm really looking forward to this new game. And of course, not to deviate too much, but Into the Spider-Verse 2, which is in pre-production right now. I think the world needs more of Miles Morales. Agree wholeheartedly. The only issue I have with the game, and I kind of noticed this, they kind of cut out big parts of Manhattan. They make it look like it's all of Manhattan, but it's like it only goes up to Harlem. They completely cut out like all of Washington Heights. They cut us off, exactly. The Heights, they, <laughs> you can't even get the Bronx or anything. Well, you can't go to any other borough, yeah. <laughs> yeah, anything. So it's clear where Peter Parker's priorities lie. That's true. <laughs> It's kind of like the same theory that I've had like with, um, and I'm sorry if I digress a bit, but it's just like, it's just an issue I've always had. Um, it's kind of like the same thing as Daredevil. It's like, okay, so people are, are just like super selective about where they fight their crimes. Huh? <laughs> like, th like that map shows where his like awareness just stops. So like, so like if I go past a certain line, Spider-Man will not save me. Oh yeah. I'm going to call it, though. Miles Morales will be able to go into the Heights and the Bronx. Hold on, I got a motorcycle going by. I don't know if you guys can hear that. Yeah, we've heard that loud and clear. I hope that since they're releasing either this brand new game or expansion, they're going to they're gonna add in more to uh, New York City. Because, I mean, it's a huge endeavor to digitally recreate all of Manhattan, right? But And maybe there might be some, like, you know, racism, some... <laughs> Some racism underneath. They're they're not including Washington Heights, but hopefully, you know, they got they have more time to finish out that map because it's a huge map. You're right, exactly, because it is already it's it's already impressively huge. Because it even if you notice though too, like when you're in the in you know in Manhattan proper, like you'll see that the streets kind of just jump, you know, that you're like on 90th, and then all of a sudden you're on 95th or something. Like, because I've tried to retrace, like, uh, like where I work or shit like that. And, and it's not, you know, it doesn't pop up. Uh, but, but exactly. I'm hoping as they keep getting, you know, expanding, I want it, you know, like legit. Like every street, everything. That dog shit that's on that specific corner. I want it. I want to see it. Word. Like, I want to see people, like, I want to see people I know in the game walking down the street. <laughs> that's the future. <laughs> Kind of the same way, the same way, you know, like with the, how Google does the Google Maps. When you go in, you're like, oh, shit, that's like my apartment or whatever. Like, I want to see that in the game, like legit, like real. Yeah, inside. I was super impressed that when you're crawling up the side of a building, you can see inside apartments. Like, yo, props to those designers. That's yeah, really yeah. deep detail. That's yeah, I, deep. I noticed that. I was like, wow, that's, that is deep detail. Like, even, even though it's probably kind of, you know, like, it would have been cool if you could see like people interacting in the apartments, but even the fact that they went as far as just like to fill certain windows was pretty crazy. 
that's creepy though. You don't want Spider-Man just looking at you while you're doing stuff. I mean, I mean, as Spider-Man, I want to look into windows. And stuff. <laughs> See, and that's why it'll be perfect to have that for the Miles Morales game because he can go invisible. So he's the perfect Ooh. beeping Tom. Very he true. Is. Very true. Very true. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about earlier today that like I think it'd be pretty awesome if we could get on PS5. I mean, we're long overdue for it. A Superman game. Ooh. Yes. There are rumors that Rocksteady is cooking something up with the DC property. No. I mean, people don't know what their next DC game is going to be. Um, it could be a new Batman game, but we've had uh, an amazing trilogy already. And apparently Superman has been challenging to, to recreate. And that's not only in video games. In film, you know, he's had his struggles. Um, it's just having an omnipotent character is, is you need to, a good creative team to handle that. You know, somebody like Zack Snyder, for instance. <laughs> <laughs> and no, and you just said exactly, I was going to ask, like, well, well, if they were to make a Superman game, you want it to be a Superman that's kind of like faithful to the comic books, like a good one, or you want it to be shitty, like the movie one, you know, <laughs> like just destroying the whole city and killing everybody, not giving a fuck. I mean, that's pretty. Right, this, is a, this is a great segue into our next uh, news segment, which is that apparently Henry Cavill is back and he's going to don the cape for some more DC films. What do you guys think about that? That always, um, like, I've always kind of wondered what a super handsome Cavill would look like in like a video game format. Because if he's coming back, he's eventually going to be, you know, like, Superman for long enough time that there's going to be a game that's based on him, hopefully. You know what I mean? Like with his outfit and him. Are we ready for like a 1440p game rendered Henry Cavill Superman? I think I'm ready. My body is ready for that. Imagine like the skill tree for that. And I mean, of course, I'm ready for like a Man of Steel too. It's, it's going to be epic because even though it's been a long ass time by now, even when they do like the um, obligatory sheet, seen with like the bare barrel chest is going to look like he hasn't aged. <laughs> Actually, even that scene, I remember like, I remember that when in, in the Man of Steel movie where he, where he's without his shirt, you know, fucking saving that like boat or whatever. I remember like, I remember reading about that. Like apparently because Superman, as we know in the comic books has no hair on his chest, but fucking Henry Cavill is a fucking man with hair on his chest and shit. And he was like, no, I'm not shaving and whatnot. And so I was like, for that, I respect him. And I do agree. He is, he is like, I like his look. I, he looks like fucking Superman. I'm like, I, I believe it. I love it. I don't trust him in the hands of Zack Snyder, which we've talked I think, at length in the <laughs> last episode. But, but I, would, I, I am ready for, a, for, a, for Henry Cavill to be in my console. And they kind of use the elements of Henry Cavill for injustice too. Yes. Yeah. You think so? I think they went mostly with like the Superman, the animated series concept. The animated series, like the Mad Square, like yeah, <laughs> that's the Bruce Tim, Bruce Tim style. <laughs> no, no, because because I think that was the same voice actor, wasn't it? It might have been, yeah, it might have been. But if, if check it out though, next time you play, like you know, I hadn't played the game in a while, and I recently revisited it because you guys were both playing it, and I got hyped, and I'm like, oh snap, they made Batman look like Bale-esque and they made Superman look Cavill-esque. I thought that's what I got from the designs. I agree. No, I agree. I think so too. I think, yeah. And then I think also then I guess, cause then, the, then they made the books after the games and then in the books, sort of, I guess, but not, they, I, I don't think the books that look a lot like Cavill or Bale, but I think it's somewhere in between yeah. their comic book counterparts and the movie. But, but yeah, definitely the game. I think I can see the, the inspiration. Imagine if one day, we get a Justice League game. Mm. Okay, honestly, what would be better? A Justice League game or an Avengers game? Which we're getting from Square Enix, uh, I think, uh, I don't know, this year or early next year? I'm not even sure. There's a beta out. Yeah, with the pandemic and everything that's been going on, who knows, right? E everything gets pushed yeah. back, so but it should be, we should be getting it uh, this year, hopefully. Like, I remember at the Comic-Con, at New York Comic-Con last year damn that was last year they were showcasing the game i'm just hoping it happens at this point because i think um i saw that there was some footage from like the 2012 canceled avengers game circling around and then i realized i'm like wow we've been getting teased with an avengers game for like a really long time now and it's never happened 
DC seems to be pretty picky with their video game characters. They're like pretty selective. Like the only person we've ever really gotten to play as thoroughly is Batman. Are there any like other like DC characters that have like their own games? I think there was a Superman game a long time ago, wasn't there? Yeah, non-fighting game. It's been a while. But the same holds true for Marvel. I guess it's just much harder to make games nowadays. Like the development time is much longer. A lot more money goes into the making them. Uh, you gotta be. I guess they gotta be very picky. So they go with the, the immediate breadwinners like Spider-Man and Batman. And to hell with you know everybody else. And yet somehow we got the steaming pile of garbage that is Ultimate Alliance Three. I wouldn't call it a steaming pile of garbage. Like it wasn't like. I don't know. It's fun. And we, we were having fun, the three of us, playing it until the dreaded evil... <laughs> let's, let's find a nickname for her. Yeah, Thanos. For, yeah, exactly. For th- He's our, our Thanos. You want to share the story, Rod? What yeah. happened with Thanos? Nah, I, Thanos lives yeah, with man. me, believe it or not. You know, he's still alive. This is one of the many universes that Thanos exists in. And he uh, overheard the joy and the camaraderie of an alliance. But and he saw... It was one of the funnest nights, I think, that we were all experiencing. And this is like right pre-pandemic, right? Right before everything went to hell, which is a coincidence. Was during. Oh, was it during? Oh, yeah, it was yeah. during. Right, 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 right. But see, that's how, that's how much joy we were having. That I forgot that there was a pandemic going on. That I was just like hanging out with my guys, basically virtually playing Ultimate Alliance. A good time. But that game is kind of trash, though. Like, it wasn't even handled by the same people that made the first two. It, it plays like a mobile game that was expanded for the uh, the Switch. And I know I'm not hating. I guess like five-year-olds can enjoy it and whatnot. But I want a true um, Ultimate Alliance. But what happened with Thanos? We were having a good time playing. Oh, uh, no. He, he, just, he just saw to it that the Alliance was over. <laughs> I mean, it was... Well, it was his Switch, to be fair. And then, it, you know, he just took it away. <laughs> I'm still just kind of stuck on the fact that, so let me get this straight. On the earth that you're from, because <laughs> it seems to me that we're all from a few different earths that we're speaking to each other from. That's cool. Thanos, Thanos is your, like, he rents a room in your apartment is what you're saying. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> he's down in his luck man he's yeah. he, he wasn't doing well yeah he gets he gets like sneaky little underhanded victories in this realm you know he doesn't go for like oh extinguishing half of all of the universe's living things no he wants to just defeat little like pockets of love and life <laughs> i mean i'm kind of curious like what led you to make the conclusion because like obviously you had to put out an ad for a room he saw the ad he knocked on your door. What led you to give like a down and out intergalactic despot a shot as a roommate? Good question. Good question. It, it, uh, no, it, it's simple. It's simple. Uh, when I peered into the multiverse, there was only one reality where this podcast was made. And in order for this reality to occur, <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it took... It took for that moment to happen, which brings me to Doctor Strange in Endgame and Infinity War. All right. And I want to talk about because I recently saw Apocalypse War and it was easy to draw parallels with that and Endgame slash Infinity War. It almost felt like the DC animated movie version of that arc for DC Comics, which leads to the comparison. The hero of that event was John Constantine. Um, how, how do you guys see a throwdown between Doctor Strange and John Constantine going down? Wait, wait, I believe you just stole Chess's thunder in introducing our most classic and, and fan-loved segment, which is Chess, please. That would be the who is more epic of the day. No thunder stolen. It goes to whoever's worthy. As per, you know, fucking Odin and whatnot. So <laughs> it'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, we're going to try and end each episode with our Who's More Epic comparison. And as per um, Rodzaro's excellent segue to the topic, today's comparison is going to be Constantine or Doctor Strange. Gentlemen. Uh, continue, Rod. You were, you, were, you, were, you were making your case. All right. Um, as you all know, I lean DC Comics. 
But what the Russo brothers, uh, what the Russo brothers did with Infinity War and Endgame, I mean, it was no surprise seeing seeing what they did with Captain America. It was no surprise they were gonna knock this shit out the park, which they did. And of course, uh, Stephen Strange was a, was integral to the survival of that of that uh, of that Marvel universe. Him and Tony Stark, of course. Um, so you know, now I want to match him up against Matt Ryan's Constantine, who we've seen in the Arrowverse and you know he started voicing the character in the DC uh, animated movie universe as well so I kind of consider those to be the same iteration of John Constantine to some degree right to some degree whoa he was the voice he's the same voice in the in the animated movie that's right I love Matt Ryan uh, I, I mean I, I'm not a hater on the Keanu Reeves version of John Constantine but off the bat when I saw the poster for that film I knew it wasn't like a true version of the DC Comics character the British chain smoking you know dirty blonde bisexual like lush you know that's, that's what i wanted to see more of um and i think that matt ryan really brought that character to life uh in his own solo series and then carrying that over into the arrowverse but yeah do you think that like do you think that strange knew that the actor who played him in the in the arrowverse also kind of voiced the cartoon in all the infinite realities he saw Hey, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? All right, all right, all right. What you universe think, are right. you in? <laughs> Damn. Right, Yo, right. that's epic. I want to see Doctor Strange in the Arrowverse. Damn. He hijacks John Constantine somehow. I'll say it all again. Right. I'll say it again. All right. Do you think that Doctor Strange, right, since he's capable of seeing, like, so many things, he saw the actor from the Arrowverse also voice the Constantine from the animated universe that strange is actually like aware of that yeah but what why is why is strange even jumping and seeing let me look as he's trying to figure out how to save fucking everybody during infinity where he's like give me let me take a pause and look at the dc multiverse <laughs> let me look at constantine if it's the same guy and not just that uh dr strange hasn't broken that fourth wall to peer into like behind the scenes like maybe deadpool would know something like that and you know, he travels through time as well right i don't know <laughs> yeah now but i mean like that's why i brought it up because in my opinion a battle between constantine and dr strange would take place across all layers of like actual existence and reality damn mm. that's a good point they would attack each other on different planes. So the Doctor Strange from Endgame would attack the actor in our world. Oh, damn. From the Arrowverse. Damn. Damn. Wait. So you're saying you're saying you're saying Doctor Strange in in Infinity War would fight would fight the actor though, not the actual not Constantine. <laughs> exactly, because that's the only way he can win is to defeat him in our universe. That's cheating. That reminds me of that arc from X-Force when I think Phantom X shot like a baby apocalypse or something like that. Oh, was, right. was that what happened? Yeah, exactly. Like, like the only way they could beat him, the only way they could beat him is by shooting him while he's a baby or some Wait, shit. Somebody, <laughs> somebody shot a baby? Well, no, not a baby. Um, like allegedly. A, no, but it, it was like an like a like a young, like I don't know, he was like five years old or something, but it was like a like a child apocalypse. Okay, so he shot a toddler. Not a toddler, <laughs> a little older. He could speak, all right? He could, he could defend himself. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. That's, that's that whole would you kill baby Hitler conversation. Okay, so word, yeah. Which, I mean, I think kind of everybody has the same answer until you start digging a little deep into it and, and then everybody starts getting just a tad conflicted. <laughs> but and then you also... Yeah, because then I worry for butterfly effects, right? <laughs> like, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Like, who knows? Who knows? Um, that leads to I, wait, a I got, I, got a, I got a question. I got a quick question. Wait, uh, Doctor Strange has powers outside of the eye of, the eye of Agamotto, right? Like, yes, he can do sorcery without. Yeah, yeah, yo, yeah, yeah. Yo, bro, come on. He is the Sorcerer Supreme. Supreme. That's why, like, it, out of the who's more epic? Who would I? I struggled with a little bit with that, but I, I, I'm more of a Strange fan. I've read Doctor Strange. I love mm. the movies of Doctor Strange. But yeah, he's the Sorcerer Supreme. Like through all, all his training, he was bestowed with that. So he's basically, he guards all of magic on Earth 
he, he just manages all that. So yeah, the Ayagamoto, that's one of his biggest sources of energy and magic. But yet he can just pull magic out of his ass, probably, literally, probably. You know, because he's the Sorcerer Supreme. That's dope. Mm. Yeah, he does seem to be more powerful than John Constantine. All right. So, yeah. Huh. I'll make my actual point now, and I'm going to have to lean Constantine. Oh. Mm. And it's just because Keanu Reeves. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but even though that is a valid point to win any argument. But, it is. It but is. Aside from that, um, it's just because if you think about it, all right, so... He earned it, you know, like he became the Sorcerer Supreme. He has like all the widgets and trinkets. You know what I mean? Like he has the ill penthouse, you know, like in the village. That's a wavy. But John Constantine, he scraped his way to being almost like a cosmic level magical juggernaut. And at the same time, it's like he doesn't even like really want any power. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't want to be the Sorcerer Supreme. But yet he knows just as much as the Sorcerer Supreme. He's like this weird mix of like crazy humility, but wild arrogance at the same time. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Plus, he's also highly unethical, which I respect. <laughs> which you respect. Good. And he, yeah, that's, a t- that's a tough one. And he bangs a tunnel. Yes. And in the Arrowverse, uh, White Canary, he has a body count. Don't sleep on John. <laughs> mm-hmm. Both men and women, like he, he like with John doesn't give a fuck. He just likes who he likes. Oh yeah, I forgot who he was eyeballing in the CW verse. <laughs> One of the other legends. He gave him like a look. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like, is he even bisexual? I think he goes beyond that because, like, I think he's mated with like other magical beings. I think he's just. <laughs> I think he's just sexual. Oh, word, word. Uh, wasn't, like, his ex-girlfriend, like, King Shark? Yeah, some, oh, something word. like that. <laughs> I don't even want to understand how that went down, but it happened. So, yeah, I would say he's just sexual. Not, not King Shark, but one of those aquatic. Because I, I don't know. No, I think it was I, King I think, Shark. I think, no? was yeah, it? I think it was King Shark. It was King Shark, yeah. yeah that's wild. <laughs> that's, that's hardcore, man. I just want to briefly mention, since we're on the topic of King Shark, the Harley Quinn show on the DC Universe app is so fucking good. It's the, the granted, I only watch superhero things, but it is the best show I'm watching right now. And King Shark is a character on that show, and, it's, and he is hilarious. Yes, no, I agree. King Shark in the Harley Quinn uh, uh, show is like, <laughs> it's one of my favorite characters. He's just freaking hilarious. I just kind of also noticed that. King Shark kind of gets around too because, all right, so that's John Constantine. But didn't King Shark also sleep with, who was it, Killer Frost or something like that? It, right, Suicide yeah. Squad, like, was it Hell to Pay or the first one that they addressed it? Who was it with? I don't remember. Yeah, Killer Frost. Yeah, look at that. So, yo, King Shark is out here just slaying, just laying Finn in the street. Uh oh. Oh, no, no. We, we lost you. Technical difficulties from Le- on Legion on Zoom. All right, sorry. I got sucked into a wormhole. <laughs> so what was the last thing that you guys heard? The King Shark gets around. Yeah, man. Pro- props to him. And also, props to the people who make Flash. Because I was skeptical. I was like, I hope they don't mess it up. But their CGI budget is pretty crazy, man. That's right. Yeah, speaking of the Flash, uh, didn't they just uh, cancel Elongated Man? Oh, they sure did. The the social justice. That should be a super team. The social justice warriors. <laughs> they got him. They defeated the Elongated Man. And they'd be like the Court of Owls, but for ethics. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, he also kind of say, like, he wanted to a bunch of racist jokes, but he couldn't. Like, like he's bugging out. Damn. Nah, yeah, no. Nah. Rather not, 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 not step into that. But like, I liked his character. I was, I, I liked him. I thought he was like the, like a really nice guy on the show. You know, sucks to I hear. I did enjoy him. Sucks to hear that he had made like those kinds of comments. I saw his apology about it, which I felt like, all right. Like he didn't even, like, I don't know. He just owned it. He said like, I'm sorry. And he's like, all right, move on. And you know, damn, dude, shit. Don't be stupid. Don't, don't be racist. Like, don't, don't make racist sexist jokes. <laughs> like, that might cost you a couple of millions, man. Hell yeah. Which, like, 
How much do you think he was getting paid like per season? Or do you think he was in the millions? No, no way. I, I, I like the, a the million whole budget, a season. Or... The whole budget for the show is probably like a couple millions. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not that high budget. Yeah, I know. And like, and honestly, and you mentioned like the special effects that they use. Yeah, it gets pretty good. But I don't know if you've noticed, but they can only pull that off like once every two seasons or something. Like when they had King Shark, and then when they had like Grodd appear, and then that's it. And then it's like other, and that's like oh okay. And then everything else is just used in the I'm running fast special effect with the lights and like the lightning on my side, you know, like which is not that impressive. Okay, so that begs the question. We've all been watching The Flash for a minute. I'm not even going to ask Arrow because that's more like old school prop theater stuff. Who's the most aesthetically impressive bad guy that's been on The Flash so far? Aesthetically impressive bad guy. On The Flash, which is obviously like the most ambitious of like the Arrowverse shows, I would say, CGI-wise. I'm sure you guys would agree. It has to be King Shark. What about Grodd? But so it has to be one of the CGI ones. Like that's because that, for me, like I have to go basic, classic, just keep it simple. Reverse Flash. I think Reverse Flash has had the coolest look. Just looks badass in his suit. Like I think his suit is even cooler than the Flash's suit. Word. Damn. And I'm like, ah, like he nailed it. I'm like, good, perfect, simple. Ah, loved it. Now, if we're going to go plain, just who's the coolest, like, or, or most intimidating, what have you, I would have to go Zoom. I want that Funko Pop. Zoom has the coolest suit of any bad guy. And oddly enough, the dude who plays as Zoom, I think his name is Teddy Sears, as Jay Garrick. That was a hot matchup. Like, actor yeah, with yeah, costume. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, oh, he yeah. looked cool. He definitely looked cool. In that suit. But to be honest, I think even Grodd is a little bit more impressive than King Shark on that show. So between the CGI ones, I would think I would give it the Grodd too. I think King Shark was fine, but yeah, exactly. I think Grodd, because uh, uh, I don't know, there's more, there's more physicality to what he does, and, and what because because King Shark is just like, look, I'm big and whoa, and that's it. But King Grodd is more like jumping around, he's moving like a gorilla. It's a little bit more impressive. Very true, very true, very true. Um, I actually just kind of remembered. I actually wanted to speak to you guys about this. Um, we spoke about the whole thing with Mouse being a standalone game, but um. Have you guys given any thought to what the storyline for Into the Spider-Verse might be? It just entered production, I've heard. Ooh. Yeah, I just mentioned that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, I think, well, you know, like, obviously, it's, I, this wouldn't even be a spoiler alert. If you're listening to this and you haven't seen Into the Spider-Verse, go to hell. What the, what the fuck's your problem? You shouldn't be listening to this. But I think, obviously, with the way it ends with, 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 with showing, you know, Miguel... O'Hara, you know, my fucking, you know, my buddy, you know, from the future, you know, oh my God, that's going to be so dope. It has to do something with the future 2099 time collapsing. Awesome. That's what's going to be about like multiverse plus time travel. So we're probably definitely going to get the Spider-Man 2099 costume. That'd be pretty cool to see. Of course. Right. Rod? No, I don't have any thoughts on that. <laughs> no thoughts like you don't want to speculate what is it going to be about it's going to be lit that's for sure also, but i was wondering though but wait 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 did we agree what was what was the decision for strange v constantine who was more epic oh man i'm on the fence chess uh, i go constantine damn it's I was thinking about this too, and I thought like I was uh, recently I learned about like some random facts about Constantine because I was I'm a strange I, I, I go with strange, but I wanted to learn more about Constantine to make a value uh, an appropriate judgment. But like I found out like some random history about Constantine. I don't know if you guys knew this. Do you know that Constantine was created like he was the his origin story in terms of being written was because they wanted a character that looked like Sting mm. from the police. Wow. That's, that's what he's based off of at the beginning. So I was reading these interviews with Alan Moore because Alan Moore, apparently he was the one that created Constantine yeah. in the Swamp Thing books uh, with, with, with artists that I don't remember their names that I should remember. And maybe I'll edit that in just to provide credits mm. to the artists. That'd be nice. That created Constantine. Editor's note. The Legion on Zoom would like to credit all creators. So according to Wikipedia, John Constantine was created by Alan Moore, Stephen R. Bissett, Rick Vecht, and John Todd-Levin. Uh, but apparently saying, because they, the artist started drawing a character that looked like Sting, 
They loved the police and they wanted to include him. And so then Alan Moore was like, fuck it. All right, I'm going to try to make him into this kind of character. And then that's kind of how he got created. But then eventually, obviously, he became something bigger than just a guy that looks like Sting. Like, that's kind of cool. That's, that's pretty wild. I mean, like, that just gets me wondering. Like, a slight bonus, who's more epic? Sting or Constantine? <laughs> I say Sting. Nah. <laughs> I say Sting is more epic than Constantine. <laughs> I'm going to pick David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would agree exactly i would say in a matchup between bowie sting and constantine i would say <laughs> i would go with bowie constantine and then sting sorry sting damn fair enough fair enough fair enough fair enough but so then rod decide rod, uh, uh constantine or or strange who, who, who are you rooting for I'm gonna have to call it a draw. I'm sorry, gentlemen. I can't. I, I hey. which, which means oh. which makes the, the whole thing a, a draw, right? Because we got one Constantine, one I'm Strange, saying, yeah. and then one draw. Uh, we're, we might have to revisit this down the line. I'm so, I can't pick because because they both performed universe-saving feats. Very true. Uh, Strange with the help of Iron Man, and then John with the help of the Flash. Like they were both integral to the to the survival of their respective universes. No, all right, I'm not gonna give this up. I'm gonna try to convince you just one more time. Because the thing with Strange, for example, like another thing that we haven't talked about though, in terms of comparisons, is the look. Hmm. And honestly, I do think Doctor Strange has, has had some of the coolest fucking costumes out there. Like his wardrobe is just bananas. Like it's insane. Even from the old school, like leopard hands he had or whatever it was with the with the with the print, you know, the yellow and spots and like and like how he looks in the movie. Like Constantine looks cool for sure, but it's a trench coat smoking dude. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, I need some I need a clarification here. Is this like a, a fight or is this who is cooler? Which are two completely different conversations. I would say I would say we're trying to argue who is cooler and get at least like a majority vote. Right. And since he just made his point, I will take some slight initiative and make a point as well when it comes to Constantine. And I'm going to start with the same thing that McGill finished with. You know what? Exactly. It is just a trench coat and a guy that smokes cigarettes. And a Zippo lighter. So I'll say those same things again. It's a dude in a trench coat that smokes cigarettes <laughs> and a Zippo lighter. What else do you need beyond that? And he knows magic. And he's a highly sexual man. <laughs> yes. With an English accent and drinks. And he's out here just having sex and performing magic. <laughs> and he's like outsmarting the devil and like all in the day's work. And he has like a five o'clock shadow with a slightly loose tie, and he's actually just banging a bunch of like epic beings left and right. Come on now, John Constantine, all the way. All right, I I don't know if you guys know this, but I have some kind of ADD. So we're talking about making deals with the devil and whatnot, which makes me think about potential villains for Wandavision. All right, bear with me. I'm going somewhere. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going somewhere. <laughs> I'm going. Right, I'm going somewhere. Got, bear with me. Got some whiplash. Bear, bear with me. I'm going somewhere. I'm down for the ride. I think they just casted <laughs> Evan Peters, who we all know as Quicksilver from yeah. some of the X films. You know, he his his performance as Quicksilver was mixed, right? It depends on who was the director. Like he was really cool in some films and then kind of weird in the other ones. But that's more of a director's thing. But he is cast as I mean, he's cast as a character in WandaVision. And we can speculate. Like, this will be fun to speculate on. And I think it could potentially be Mephisto. Whoa. We ha The MCU has yet to see Mephisto, who is, you know, essentially a devil-type character in the Marvel Universe. What do you guys think about WandaVision, casting Evan Peters, and who he might be? Whoa! Wait, you're thinking... That took even... I think you had took a random left turn right now, and then that took, a, for me, another left turn. Like, I don't know where you're getting Mephisto. That would be dope, first of all. I would love, love to see Mephisto in the show. But I don't know what, how... I'm, when I heard that he got cast uh, uh, in the show, what I'm thinking is that he's going to be Quicksilver. Like, he's going to be Wanda's brother... But like from a different universe, 
uh, because her brother died, right, in Age of Ultron, stupidly, because he couldn't run fast enough to save someone and run from bullets. He deserved to die. And then, and then we have this casting, plus connecting it back to Doctor Strange, right? Wanda is going to be in the new Doctor Strange movie, which is the, the multiverse of madness. Boom! Multiverse, new Quicksilver, perfect. She gets her brother. It's awesome. That sounds pretty awesome. Um, I actually can't wait for that whole show to come out. Um, Evan Peters, in my opinion, did an amazing job as Quicksilver. I actually prefer him. Oh, hold on, guys. Hi. Oh, hey, what's up? How's it going? Just pause. Or we can take this time to discuss about how much we don't like him. <laughs> I just muted him so we can say as much as we fucking want. God damn, I'm glad he's not here right now. Yeah, man. Jesus Christ. Don't you feel just like a lot less pressure off your back right now? <laughs> yeah. And I would like to say for the audience listening right now, some, like somebody just showed up because uh, obviously we're on Zoom. We're just somebody. I think it's his drug dealer right now. I don't know what kind of shit he's doing. It could be a lady of the night, perhaps. He lives a very <laughs> sketchy lifestyle. We know very little about him. Which there's nothing wrong with ladies of the night. They got to do whatever they want to do. That's totally fine. Tinder, right. But Rod's sketchy, though. So I would say, <laughs> don't don't give services to him, probably. I mean, so basically, you're saying that he's more sketchy than the lady of the night. I would agree. I, so, I'm pretty sure. So if he's actually the one that's trying to requisition those kind of services, she's the one that should be worried, not him. They should be very careful about it. They would probably should lean against it. I would say. Oh, I think he's back. Gotcha. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Sorry about that, gentlemen. No, no worries. No worries. No worries. We, we were updating the crowd about your sir. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I just wanted to, to hit all the, the bullet points we had for the news. Like, I think we're getting a lot of comic news. And, and apparently there's a like a DC fan uh, event happening in August where they're going to like, you know, release trailers and and just like, you know, new things they're, they're going to release in the future. I'm looking forward to that. Might even get uh, there. Might even be a trailer for uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, there's rumors circulating about that too. Is it gonna be kind of like how they're gonna do um, like San Diego Comic Con, like online and stuff with panels and everything? I think so. Something like that. They're, they're gonna try to recreate a virtual like fan experience. Since you know, with the absence of like San Diego Comic Con, they want to do something for the fans. Welcome to the new normal, gentlemen. We're all going to be like the fat people from Wally and just attend virtual conferences in, <laughs> in, yeah. in, in at-home cosplay. Yeah. Wait till the neural link comes out and we're just gaming like Black Mirror. Damn. Imagine being able to see a comic book in your face, like right there. Do mm. mushrooms. <laughs> yes. I am all for that. I think that would be fantastic. If that's what the future entails, like let's doing mushrooms while like reading comics right up in the face. And if we get an actual little Wally robot, I think that'd be okay. Then. I mean, if I remember the movie correctly, those chairs that those people were on did pretty much everything. That'd be pretty lit though. <laughs> we could do the podcast being fat blobs from the chairs. I'd be down. <laughs> That's kind of like what we're doing right now, no? I mean, I mean, I would say, <laughs> I, I would say I'm the only fat blob in a chair, but we are we are in chairs, Bill. Sir, there's a common <laughs> denominator. As soon as we said the blob, I'm thinking about X Men, and you know, I, I don't want to run too long. We could open up that can. We could probably save it for next episode. I just want to make a side note, though. I did enjoy the brief intro we had to the blob in those movies. That was good. I enjoyed it. Oh, uh, Wolverine uh, Origins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though that movie was questionable, but I enjoyed the blob. It, it was pretty cool. I kind of enjoyed that. All right, but that's my take on that. We'll save that kind of worm, like you said, for next time, because it is a big-ass kind of worm. So, but what, so then going back, though, Rod, have you made a decision? Are you still on a draw between who's coolest, right. who's more epic, Strange, or Constantine? Go. Who's more epic? John Constantine. Who would win oh, a fight? Woo! Who would win in a fight? Doctor Strange. So we 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 gotta that. like uh, really define the parameters for these like matchups. Like what like what are we getting at here? Because I mean, who's cooler? It's obvious that it's John. John Constantine is 
probably one of the coolest characters in comic books. I mean, he's modeled after Sting for crying out loud. Jesus, <laughs> that's cool. Trench coat, cigarette, lighter, Constantine. But I think you actually gave me an idea. Why don't we do both? We can do a who's cooler and who'd win in a fight. All right, so my decision for both of those, you already said it. I, it's, I think it's tricky, but I would go with Strange as being more cool, more epic. And I, Strange would win in a fight. All right, Chez. I would lean actually the total opposite, and this has made it a whole lot more complex. I think who's cooler, John Constantine. Who'd win in a fight? Doctor Strange. Mm. Most likely because he'd be sober. <laughs> All right, so we have, we have more epic Two for Constantine, me for Strange, and then but we all agree that Strange would whoop Constantine's ass. So I'll I'll take it. Yeah. But I think all that all that really matters is who's more yeah, epic. For sure. That's what sells those tickets. So they keep on getting printed and they kept on being, you know, like if there's more movies, they continue to exist. So it's all about who's more epic. Right. And that's why Constantine is more epic, because he had a show that got canceled, like after what five episodes, and then like Come on, then that shows he's not epic. And on that note, we're going to end this episode, folks, <laughs> with a... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but fair enough, fair enough. I'll concede. I'll concede. I'll concede. It's a complicated issue. It's a complicated It's complicated. It's complicated. It's complicated. complicated. It's complicated. All right, so should we wrap it up there, gentlemen? Any thoughts, comments, concerns, advice for the kitties out there? Anything you guys like to say before we wrap up this burrito? I would say, you know, thank you all for listening. If you all uh, love to hear your guys' thoughts, comments on who's more epic, who win in a fight, uh, and or whatever other things that you might have in whatever space we have on the interwebs, and follow us. All right. Yeah, and I, I would just add to that, kids, uh, don't do drugs and, you know, drink plenty of water. Not doing drugs is always sound <laughs> advice. Let's... let's... Let's try to always keep that in consideration. All right, guys. So that was episode two of the Legion on Zoom, or technically episode one. So once again, it was a pleasure having you guys listen. I'll get better at this intro and outro thing. It's going to take some time. <laughs> I'm Chex Tuthor. Miguel Miguestro. Rod Zaro. Signing out. Deuces, bitches. Signing out, guys. Thanks for listening. Legion on Zoom. Starring and produced by Jose Perez, a.k.a. Chez, Rodney Martinez, and myself, Miguel Arce. Click subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review or comment or just troll us. We welcome it.